Our God is a missionary God, and we are His missionary people. You're listening to The Scent Life, the official podcast of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. One of the fastest growing religions in North America is uh, the Church of the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, uh, as we grew up calling them. Uh, Today we've got a special guest, uh, Eric, one of the Southeastern students is here, and uh, we're going to talk about Mormons, uh, his journey out of Mormonism, and uh, what Mormons believe and how we can share the gospel with our Mormon neighbors. I'm Scott Hildreth, the director of the Center for Great Commission Studies at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Welcome to The Scent Life, uh, where we talk about life on mission with a God uh, who is seeking to see the world uh, come to faith in Jesus Christ. This is our mission. It's our passion. Uh, it's what we're all about. I'm here today with uh, Dr. Greg Mathias, mm-hmm. uh, the Associate Director of the Center for Great Commission Studies, and we're also here with Eric Wendt. Uh, now, Eric, we'll introduce him to you in just a second, but Eric's got a story of a journey uh, from a, uh, a cult uh, out of uh, that into faith mm-hmm. in Jesus yeah. Christ. You know, when we think about Mormons, the truth is I have a special affinity in my heart for those who have come out of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. Uh, My faith uh, journey as a Christian begins with a conversation with a Mormon missionary when I was in college uh, when he challenged me about what I believed. And I knew, uh, as growing up in a Southern Baptist church, that whatever Mormons taught was not something I was supposed to believe. But to be honest with you, I didn't know what I believed. And that one conversation with a Mormon missionary sent me back to the Bible on a journey to figure out what the Bible taught about one question. What does it take for a man to be right with God? Mm -hmm. And the question about a sinful man and a holy God led me uh, to confess my sins uh, to the Lord, to receive forgiveness from Jesus Christ, be baptized. And so my whole journey really to faith in Jesus Christ as a Christian begins uh, from a journey, uh, from a conversation with the uh, Mormon missionaries. And so, Eric, we're glad that you're here. Thank you. Appreciate you joining us for a conversation about uh, your journey to faith in Christ. So can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about yourself, where you're from, about your family, and then we'll talk about your story. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. My name's Eric Went. Um, I'm married to a beautiful wife named Allison. Ten years we just celebrated. And we have two amazing kids, Lucas, who's 10, and Layla, who's 7. We live in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and I am a student here at Southeastern. And uh, I'm a hybrid student, so I'm really excited to actually be on campus and walk around. I get to meet some of my professors, which is always amazing. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, And so, again, uh, you know, this conversation uh, is really a key one uh, here in the States with uh, the growth of the Mormon Church. Uh, in many respects, and I know uh, it holds, uh, uh, when I say a special place, a, a personal place in your life because uh, you grew up uh, in the Mormon church. And so uh, in this episode, in fact, this is a little bit special. We're going to do two episodes, uh, hearing some about your story, uh, interactions with Mormons, and then how do we reach them. And so uh, help help our audience know you a bit more in terms of your background uh, and kind of growing up in the Mormon church. Tell us your story. Okay. Um, well, I come from a single family home. My mother um, is just an amazing woman, and uh, she raised me. Uh, In Chicago, I was born, and 
we lived in the suburbs, um, and I remember that we were not churchgoers. We uh, just, it was just me and her. And it's been like that since I was 18 years old. And uh, I just remember one, one night we were living in these apartments, and I'm not going to say it was the roughest neighborhood in the world, but um, it wasn't the nicest. Um, and I just remember these two men in suits walking, and I, and I remember my mom grabbing me hmm. and saying, Eric, hurry up. And we walked, and we walked upstairs into our apartment. And I remember we were on the second floor, and then we just hear a knock at the door. Hmm. And uh, in comes two missionaries. And I remember one's name. I won't, I won't say his name now, um, but he, he grew a great relationship with my mom. Hmm. Um, and they, you know, introduced themselves as Elder Smith and Elder Smith. And mm-hmm. um, they came in, and they, they shared the gospel topics that mm-hmm. they are— supposed to do and uh Hmm. taught my mom things and as a boy without any father figure or anything around i saw these two men as just wow cool older boys (laughs) you know i get to hang out with and i was about seven six or seven years old my mom would correct me on the exact age i'd probably say about seven um and we just started going to church Mm. at the lds church you know a lot of people say it's the mormon church but i would like to say that it's the the LDS church. Okay. I know that Mormon church seems to, especially right now, it's very offensive to mm. them. Um, okay. I mean, there are prophets that have called it the Mormon mm. church, but we'll, right now they want to be called yeah. the LDS church. Good. So there are LDS neighbors, okay. um, just Good. out of respect for them. So we started to go to church, and I was involved in primary school mm. and all the little things. And then at eight years old, I got baptized. Um, okay. And I got baptized, and we still stayed in the same ward, met the same people, did the nativity scene. And if there's one thing about um, the LDS churches, they love the festivals. They love to get their message out there. And I just remember always doing these Christmas festivals and Mm. walking a real-life donkey like we were, (laughs) you know, in in the manger. And it was good times. And my mom was a a seal, not seal, but a steel salesman saleswoman. Okay. And um, an opportunity came for her to get a really great job in Orem, Utah, okay. um, as like a general manager or whatnot at uh, Geneva Steel in, in Orem, Utah. So the we packed up land. the exactly. Okay. So we packed up we packed up everything out of our house and um, moved to Utah. Mm. And it was a complete culture shock wow. from going from an inner city kid in Chicago mm. to uh, Utah. <laughs> Very different. And, and I how mean, old were you at this point? Oh, uh, 14 years old, okay. actually. Okay. Yep. Okay. 14 years. So I just became, I just finished eighth grade and started my freshman year of okay. high school. All so, right. and in Utah, it's different. You don't actually go, you're not considered high school at ninth grade. Um, you're still in the middle school area, even though you're a freshman. Got it. High school Good. starts at 10th grade there. But it's completely different. Mormonism in general is just completely different from East Coast to West Coast. Mm. Um, there in Utah, it is like your best friend's Mormon, your your neighbor, your teachers, they're all LDS, and you're rare to be a born-again Christian. Um, So even during free hours, what they would call it now, or gym, they would let the kids go off campus and go to what they call seminary. Mm-hmm. And there you get taught the Book of Mormon, and uh, you're with your Mormon brothers and sisters okay. at that point. Um, so 
I was very heavily involved in the LDS church. Um, we It's funny, in Utah, we were part of a little small branch. And you would think, a branch? Like a branch is like 100 to 50 people. Hmm. All right? So it's a small branch one. Utah is... Hmm. You throw a rock and you hit an LDS church. Sure, right. It's almost like here in North and South Carolina. <laughs> you throw a rock and you're going to hit an evangelical church. Right, it's right. going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it was funny that we just had a tight-knit group, and I got really involved with um, the youth mm-hmm. and things like that, and I almost became like a leader. Hmm. Not like like you would be a youth leader here, but the kids looked up to me because they saw an outsider come in, and I remember the actual youth leader told my mom that Eric makes it cool to be good. Hmm. Wow. You wow. know, he makes it cool to be good, to be doing the right thing. Wow. Because like I said, it's a different mindset there where in Chicago, I was different. Mm-hmm. I was different. Why did I do things differently? Because I had these Mormon doctrine teachings okay. that I based my life around that. Right. So when I went to Utah, it's kind of like here where you have, you know, Christians that go to church, uh-huh. but then outside they don't really Right. live the Christian life. Okay. Well, that's how it is in Utah. You know, mm-hmm. you have kids and even adults that go to their ward because it's the culture there. Uh, and they're okay. going there because it's it's all they know. Okay. But Monday morning, they yeah, get up, they drink their coffee, which is against the word of wisdom, um, right. and they just go at it. So um, after that, we spent about six months there. Um, and I remember we we had an option to go to Florida or South Dakota. And my mom told me to pray about it and everything. So, of course, I prayed. And we chose South Dakota. And that's where my mom started to go to college at the University of South Dakota, where she got her nursing degree. Um, and like I said, she's an amazing woman. She did her, she did all this stuff just to make a better life for me. Um, and we moved to South Dakota. And that's when another culture shock happened. I mean, we're going from Chicago to Utah to South Dakota. Okay. And... Uh, while I was there, I started high school, and once again, I was the different kid now. Okay. Um, so I tried to fit in every angle that I could, and I saw we had a branch there, and they had missionaries attached to the branch. So I got really um, involved with the missionaries. They were cool dudes. Um, one was from California. The other one was from Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, so I got these cool cats. Like, one was California cool, all right? He had this... <laughs> Yeah, it was actually bald, but bald hair, just a cool guy, just a cool guy. I wanted to hang out with him. Name was Chris, and we just we, we just hung out all the time. And then when he left, another missionary came in, and he was very big on knocking on doors. Mm. So um, I said, well, you know what? I don't have any friends. Let me go knock on doors. I'm brand new. So I remember we were walking through a small town in South Dakota, Madison, South Dakota. Mm. Uh, it's actually one of the bigger towns in, in in there but uh, I remember walking in and we were walking around and of course the kids in high school were like oh that's the new kid because mm. everybody knows the new kid yeah. especially in a small town everybody knew they didn't know my name they right. did the new kid that's right. right um so they would honk their horns and everything I'd wave and here I am wearing my black pants and mm. my white shirt and my black tie and mm. I have the priesthood which we could get into later um so I'm following him around, and we walk up to this lady, and I'll never forget this conversation. One of the elders is like, excuse me, ma'am, we was wondering if we can uh, share with you um, our faith. We're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and she's like, hold on one second. You guys need to find yourself a real religion. And I'm like, okay, this is getting awkward. And then one of the missionaries is like, ma'am, did you just say a real religion? 
And she's like, yeah, you need to find yourself a real, a real religion. Um, he's like, okay, well, if you need us to help out in, in any way, she's like, nope, just leave. Hmm. And she, wow. shut us, she shut us out. And I was like, huh, this is weird. I've never experienced this before. I've never understood that. Hmm. So I asked one of the, the elders, I'm like, you know, if we're the restored gospel mm-hmm. and we're out here trying to share, why don't they just want to listen? Hmm. And I can't recall the whole conversation, but it went like some people just don't want to hear it. And I said, okay. So that's good. So this conversation with this lady was life transforming mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, hindsight twenty twenty. This is where it. I, I could connect the dots that this is where it hit, where I started to start questioning mm. what's going on. That's great. So we're gonna come back after the break. We want to hear the rest of your story. Uh, what has uh, how God used that conversation and the events after that to really change your faith and to bring you to faith in Jesus Christ. So this episode of The Scent Life is brought to you by Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. A Southeastern Seminary is a great commission seminary. Our mission uh, is to uh, glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by equipping our students uh, to serve the church and to fulfill the great commission. Uh, we have students uh, who are both studying on our campus and then as our guests today, uh, students who are studying uh, distance learning. Uh, We have an opportunity for you to work on your degrees from college, uh, even through uh, your bachelor's degree, uh, your master's degree, and your doctoral degrees at Southeastern Seminary. Southeastern Seminary is open for business. We'd encourage you to check us out online at sebts.edu. You can find all about our degree programs, admissions uh, opportunities, uh, and the events that are taking place. So check out Southeastern Seminary. So now we're back to a conversation with Eric as he talks with us about uh, his journey out of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints uh, into uh, Christianity. So Eric, again, before uh, the break, we were talking about your story, and you had a pivotal moment when you, uh, you and your mom uh, relocated to South Dakota. Uh, you were going, and, and you were doing the things a, a good Mormon should. You were knocking on doors, but you encountered a, a young woman uh, who talked to you about uh, finding a real religion. And uh, from our understanding, that began a, a series of events, maybe pivotal moments that began to have you questioning things. So tell us more about your story and how that began to lead you uh, out of the LDS church. All right. Well, yeah. So after that conversation, you know, I still, as a 14-year-old, probably 15, going on 15, I wasn't very vocal, nor did I, you know, I really just didn't know how to ask the right questions. (laughs) Um, So I continued to still go to church and Still, you know, did my ordinances as a, as a priesthood holder of blessing the sacrament um, and going to church. But I also was a teenager, so I started to rebel uh, against my mother. <laughs> and um, she will be the first one to tell you that Eric was not the easiest kid to raise, especially with her by herself. But she did an awesome job. Hmm. Um, and uh, I just began to I switched schools from the Madison school to a smaller school with friends and it was closer to my hockey practice, Hmm. um, things like that. So I started hanging out with them 
started to do some things that even even some young Christian teenagers, I would advise you not to do. I made sure. those mistakes. Don't do yeah. it. Um, sure. But while I was in school, um, people would just be like, "Oh, so you're you're a Mormon?" I said, "Yeah." So, oh, so you sell Bibles, or uh, how many wives do you have? You know, just the misconceptions right. um, of what they're saying. Um, and I said, "Yeah, I am." You know, they invited me to a Catholic church. I went to a Catholic church, and I was the smug Mormon going after this Christian priest. And he even said, son, are you Catholic? I said, nope, but I'm Mormon. He said, even worse. Mm. Wow. There again, I'm like, what is he talking about even worse? Does he not know? Like, I have the answers. Um, So I kept, obviously, I'm still going to church, but I'm still, like, church is becoming forced now because I'm starting to not want to go, but I live in my mom's house and it's her rules. All right. So I keep going. Um, and then in high school, my senior year, um, our principal, um, like I said, now probably is a Christian cause he brought in a Christian youth band and they started playing music was a heavy influence in my life at this time. And they were playing the guitar singing. I actually had long hair and I just looked like a skater boy. Um, my wife said she would have never dated me in high school. Um, and I go up to him. I'm like, hey, I'd love to join. They're like, cool, we'll just fill this out. And uh, what denomination are you? And I said, well, I'm a Mormon. They said, well, you got to be Christian. I said, what are you talking about? I am Christian. They're like, no, you're not. I said, well, I'm from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ is in our church name. I'm pretty sure if I believe in Christ, I'm a Christian. He's like, well, I'm sorry. Let, let, let me ask the youth leader. And, and we'll see what we can do. Just put your name down here. And he kind of stopped the conversation. Hmm. So then at that point, I was kind of like, this is like the third time I've heard it. And I'm just thinking. And, you know, then my mom graduated from college. She moved down to Florida. And I lived by myself for a little bit in my in the apartment that we lived in. Um, so obviously you leave a 18-year-old at home by himself. He's going to start doing what an 18-year-old by himself in his own apartment does. Sure. Um, and at that point, I just really said, you know what, the, I'm, my mom's gone. I don't have to go to church. Mm. I'm not going to. And I really just forgot God. Okay. I forgot him. He didn't forgive me, but I forgot him. Mm. Um, and I went off to one semester of college, met up with my roommate, started getting tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few tattoos that I was like, <laughs> well, I was 18. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have them now, but, you know, I got them, and I got to live with them. But uh, then – after that, I moved in with my mom in Florida and joined the military. Mm, okay. While I was in the military, I did not want anything to do with God. Mm. Um, although I did run into some LDS people in the church that wanted to bring me back in, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, okay. I went to the Mormon church, or excuse me, I know I said the LDS. I went to the LDS church um, during basic training to get away from the mean drill sergeants on Sunday. Because okay. if, if you didn't go to church on Sunday— they were going to mess with you all day. Right, right. All right, so I always chose, well, I'll go there. It's it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met uh, another um, private is what we call them in, in the military, another basic training private who was a missionary. Mm-hmm. He just got off his mission, joined them, and he was teaching us back, and I was asking him questions about, a com- you know, sorry I've fallen away. He's like, that's okay, you know, mm-hmm. just come back and we'll work it out. You know, you could talk to a bishop well I never talked and then I went to my first duty station we deployed and then on deployment you know um just seeing the things mm-hmm. um yeah, and sure. I'm not just saying like it was a rough deployment because it really wasn't as rough as you would think mm-hmm. like you, you see in movies 
Mm. Um, but you just see these kids living in poverty and you see them just mister can I have candy football you know mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. and I was trained to not talk to kids mm. like kids are gonna bring in bombs mm. so you know I would be I was horrific to them mm. I was pointing weapons at them things like that that just it breaks my heart to say it now but I would always just think if if God exists mm. he has ignored these people wow so you're at this key time in your life. You've moved from being uh, uh, being the kid that made it cool to be good, uh, as you said earlier, uh, to different spots that you moved to going through some some teenage rebellion uh, against uh, not only your home but also your faith at the time uh, in the LDS church. Uh, now you're uh, 18 or older. Uh, you're in the military. You're in a in a tough place uh, of seeing things that that are that's hard for anybody. And then you, uh, you've had some conversations throughout the years that have made you begin to think and question. And then what you just said was, uh, I, uh, in my mind, I'm having this growing question of uh, if there is a God. Uh, so you, you've come a lot of different places. So help us understand now that you're at this spot, uh, you know, what kind of brought you to the point of saying um, there is a God uh, and it's not not who I'm finding in the in the LDS church, but I'm moving towards Christianity and, and who Jesus really is. So help us out there. So now steps in uh, my faithful wife, okay. and I meet her um, during my first deployment online on, on Facebook, uh, <laughs> and she meets up with my mom. First time I ever saw her was when I'm coming off my first deployment. Okay. Wow. All right, first time I ever saw her, beautiful. I mean, she, I'm going to say this because it's, it's going on record now. I didn't speak to her like when I first saw her, but I keep saying, and it's true, I was just so scared wow. like because she's so beautiful, and it's like, oh, like she's real. So I was like, I was just so scared. Um, she just says I was being mean. No, I just I was just so stunned. And um, so, so that's on record. <laughs> um, and she was faithful. And, you know, me and her got into some trouble, but what really stuck out, was her mother hmm. her mother who and she's a southern baptist so my wife's a southern baptist preacher daughter okay. mm -hmm. so she's a southern baptist preacher wife uh -huh. she was faithful hmm. to the word and she is convicted by the gospel hmm. and she is convicted by sharing that hmm. and i remember we had this really awkward conversation at i think it was at a oh charlie's rest restaurant and i and i was trying to get involved in the conversation because i knew that they were Christians and I said, "Oh well, how big is your church?" And uh, they said the number. I'm like, "Wow, I, churches I grew up in were were pretty small." She's like, "Oh, so tell us about your church." Mm. Kind of a little <laughs> smug, but it was just like, "Let me hear." It. And I was like, "Oh boy," mm. and uh, I can't recall. All I know is in one ear out the other. But uh, my mother-in-law has never stopped. She has never stopped sharing the gospel. She's mm. never stopped loving me for mm. who I was. Wow. Um, because, and I don't just think it was because she loved her daughter, because that's inevitable. But it's because she loves the Lord so much. And when she sees someone who she knows isn't saved, mm. she's so convicted by that gospel mm. that she has to share it. Mm. And she continued and continued and continued. I went off to a second deployment, and me and my wife's marriage was in shambles. Mm. It would have broken any other couple. But wow. that's when I really found Jesus. Mm. I went to a chaplain. And I told them, you know, I only was born or I was raised in 
the LDS faith, and he just said, you know what, go and go and read, mm. and read and talk. So I started, and the only person I could talk to was my mother-in-law. Mm. She was the only one that I could talk to, and she prayed with me. She cried with me. Mm. Um, that we got back, and we still, you know, me and my wife's marriage grew. We had another baby. Mm-hmm. Um, started going to church here and there, you know. I will say in the military life, it's it it is it's very hard mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to to not be in that life, <laughs> to not be in the intense life all the time. So it really started that once I got out in 2013. Um, it was like, hey, we need to do this for our families. So mm-hmm. me and my wife just started religiously going to church, and I say that mm-hmm. um, because we did. We started, and I accepted Christ in 2013. Was baptized and. Uh, mm. Praise God. Started to uh, go to use my GI Bill to start go to DeVry. And uh, I, I was driving an hour to work one day, and I'm listening to um, – I'm very influenced by David Platt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his book, Follow Me. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I've read like six times. But I'm listening to the audio book as I'm driving, um, and I paused it because he brought up Luke 9.23, mm-hmm. which is my – I call that my life verse. And – I said, I, I need to pick up my cross and follow mm. you. So I just prayed, and I said, Father, what do you have in store for my life? Mm. What do you want me to do? How can I serve you? And I felt it. I felt it in every ounce. I don't know how to explain it. Mm. It wasn't, like, audible that you would hear Jesus' baptism, right. but I felt like it was an audible, like, mm. command. Like, I want you to stop going to DeVry, find a Christian school, mm. learn Christian doctrine. Mm. learn theology mm-hmm. and I want you to share the gospel to the I call them the forgotten mm-hmm. you know not the not the unreached but the forgotten and that's where I'm at now where mm. I feel called to share the gospel to Mormons Jehovah's mm. Witnesses um, just people in America that that seem to be forgotten mm. because we think that they are saved or they're not saved or they're helpless yeah what, what a great challenge uh, that is Luke 9 23 and just uh, the influence and power it's had in your life, and, and we've loved hearing your story. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to the next episode. We hope people will tune in. Uh, again, you've been hearing from Eric Went, uh, who grew up in the uh, LDS church uh, from about age 7 or so until uh, 18. Uh, and we've heard uh, a consistent theme throughout that is not only uh, questions, uh, but God bringing along certain people at key times in life that, that loved him for who he was, where he was, and pointed him to Jesus. And so uh, it's been an encouraging story. Uh, and in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the LDS Church and Mormons and how do we actually get to know them and engage them. We hope you'll tune in to the Scent Life Podcast. <laughs>